Well, hello there, it's Peter Bergman, and welcome to another issue of Everything You Know Is Wrong, the Radio Free Oz podcast. Ah, Radio Free Oz, screwing with your mind since 1966. Hey, ain't that something? Some things never change. I guess Wall Street was pretty greedy back then. People didn't notice. There's lots of money flowing around, and everybody was doing pretty well. At least the people that were doing pretty well were doing pretty well. Things have changed now. People are looking at Wall Street, digging the greed, as I say it, taking heed of the greed. Representative Colin Peterson asks the question, why are the Wall Street firms still so leveraged? Show me the money. That is now the battle cry of MF Global customers who wondered what happened to the funds in their segregated futures accounts held by the firm. It's Corzine's firm. There's a billion dollars missing, and he's under investigation. He's going down. In the wake of MF Global's bankruptcy filing, possibly the eighth largest in history, federal regulators and the media are trying to follow the money. This is an unfortunate mystery. It may be weeks or months before MF Global's customers find out what happened to their money and how much, if any, they can eventually get back. But regulators should also look at the larger picture to answer other crucial questions. Okay, folks, here comes the larger picture. First, why was MF Global trading with such high leverage? Firms that collapsed at the height of the financial crisis, the Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers, as well as long-term capital management a decade before, were all highly leveraged at ratios of 25 to 35 to 1. By all accounts, MF Global was trading with leverage as high as 40 to 1. Considering the others collapse at lower leverage, MF Global's ratio looks even more risky. Why are we still seeing Wall Street firms leveraged into unsustainable positions? Why also did the Federal Reserve Bank of New York grant MF Global the favored position of primary dealer or seller of treasuries if it was operating with such high leverage? Very good question. Why were they encouraging these speculators, because they probably had some of their own bucks or their kids' bucks or their friends' bucks or their hairdressers' bucks on the line. Congress passed and President Barack Obama signed the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform Act last year to bring transparency and reform to our financial markets. Good luck. Much of the law is still awaiting implementation, but it's still probably unclear whether it would have stopped MF Global. We need much more stringent regulations. Dodd-Frank didn't even address the bet at the heart of MF Global's failure. Uh, a repo to maturity on European debt. It's those debt swaps. MF Global was not a bank and probably would not have qualified as a swap dealer or security-based swap dealer, entities that are specifically regulated by the law. Casino capitalism. High leverage continues to be the norm. Financial firms are still betting on more government bailouts this time from Europe. The Bank for International Settlements reports that the over-the-counter derivatives market has reached a record $708 trillion in size. Yet the financial community continues to fight greater oversight and accountability by pushing to, for legislation rollbacks and changes to Dodd-Frank. Now, $708 trillion in derivatives on the market? Half of that is going to be lost by the people who bet the wrong way. And if the people who bet the right way 
can't collect from the people who bet the wrong way because they've gone bankrupt, like AIG, who sold all the insurance on all those toxic derivative swaps. My, $708 trillion suddenly disappearing off the books? Welcome to the Stone Age. On Wall Street, I'm a king. When I buy, the Dow explodes. When I sell, the markets tremble. So you can imagine what it feels like after a long, successful day of shafting widows and orphans to come home to my nubile trophy wife waiting for me at our mansion door in her skimpy, see-through Girl Scouts uniform and not be able to do the same to her. I can raise the market with a stroke of a key, but at home I can't keep it up. Then my little vixen slipped a tab of Semperstiff into my midnight martini, and I'm a new man. So if you're tired of giving your partner the short end of the stick, turn to Semperstiff and go long on what you long for. Semperstiff is another game changer from You Bought the Pharmaceuticals. Warning, if after popping Semperstiff, your erection lasts for more than four hours, screw your doctor. You Bought the Pharmaceuticals is a deniable division of US Plus. US Plus, we own the idea of America. I have Pastor Go to Hell on the Oz Talk line today. Hello, Pastor. How you doing? I'm doing good, because I'm hip to your secret code. Huh? Your salutation was, Hello, Pastor. Now, the first letter of each of the words in that phrase are H and P, which signifies high priority. And that signifies you are glad to have me on the show. Well, I am. Uh, what brings you here today, Pastor? The miracle of electricity. What do you think? It's a perfect world, Peter. If God didn't want us to have electricity, he would never have invented the telephone pole. I want to talk about Rick Perry. Are you one of his supporters, Pastor? He is a public Christian like yourself. Get out of here, Peter. How can I support a hedonist for office? It's all in his name. Turn the letters of Rick Perry around and you get why prick air. In other words, when and why did he air with his prick and when and with whom is he going to air again? Well, there is nothing in his record that suggests that. That's pretty weird, Pastor. Don't be afraid of the weird, Pete. The world is filled with mysteries. You just got to be able to see them. And for that, you need a pair of Pastor Go to Hell's X-ray Rosetta specs. They ain't rose-colored glasses. They Rosetta glasses, like the Rosetta Stone that broke the Babylonian code. So if you want to see the Babylon that's all around you, you need my specs. Send 1995 plus 395 to prevent mishandling to my Church of Cain and Babel, Rathole, California. Want to send me a pair? Absolutely. Now you'll be able to see that the Statue of Liberty and all her glory is the horror of Babylon and lots more. We'll be right back. Crud Light, another fine product of Alzheimer's Brewery, is a platinum sponsor of Radio Free Oz. You can also be a platinum sponsor by going up to RadioFreeOz.com, push that green button, 
Send us some money. We just can't live off of crud light and you bought the pharmaceuticals. We need the real bucks from the real people. Okay, let's take a quick trip around the world. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad is sticking to his story that the violence in his country is an armed uprising, not a protest against his rule. Uh Uh-huh. In an interview with Barbara Walters, Assad says most of the people who have died are his own supporters and troops. When Walters pointed to the many reports of civilians being tortured and murdered, Assad said, To be frank with you, Barbara, I don't believe you. Despite condemnation from the Arab League and reports from the United Nations that put the civilian death toll above 4,000, the Syrian regime insists that it is besieged by foreign plotters and armed gangs. Oh, my. Okay, Gorby. Gorby is unhappy with the latest Russian elections. Former Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev said yesterday that Russian authorities should hold a new election amid the reports of voter fraud. Hmm, Voter fraud in Russia? Really? Gorbachev declared that more and more people are saying that the results of Sunday's election are not fair and that authorities must admit there have been numerous falsifications and ballot stuffing. I believe ignoring public opinion discredits the authorities and destabilizes the situation. Sure, Putin is going to get up and say, you know, you're right. A lot of voter fraud. I really don't don't vote. I don't belong here. I just got to step down. It's too corrupt. Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin's United Russian Party won less than 50% of Sunday's vote, but he nonetheless registered to run for the presidency in March. Thousands protested the contested vote in Moscow and St. Petersburg. And more demonstrators are expected. There have been lots of trouble in Russia, and lots of people are beginning beat up about this. Hmm, a Russian spring? I wonder. Finally, in Afghanistan, another deadly day. In Afghanistan, at least 19 civilians were killed in a roadside bomb attack one day after at least 63 Shiites were killed in multiple bombings. They were killed, the Taliban said, we are... Um, Sunnis, and we don't uh, respect those particular festivals that you're honoring, so we're going to kill you. Oh, it's a great place. We've made it all the better. President Karzai cut short his visit to Europe to return to Afghanistan after yesterday's assault, which targeted worshippers on the holiest day of the Shiite calendar. A Pakistani-based Sunni group claimed responsibility for yesterday's attack, which raises fears that a new strain of sectarian violence could be added to the unstable country. Oh, man. Uh, They weren't unstable until we dropped in. Of course, the Russians dropped in, and 100 years before that, the English dropped in. They've had enough foreign visitors. Leave them to their rugs, their rocks, and their opium poppies, and let's go home and rebuild America. Hey, what do you say? You think that's going to happen? Ha <laughs> ha! Honey? Everything you know is wrong.